0: Live Brunch.
1: (laughs) We are live! (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Live Live Brunch.
2: Live Brunch.
0: Live Brunch.
1: Hello, 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 welcome to Live Brunch, thank you for joining us today. This is the part of the morning where we continue the conversation and uh, so you've had some questions that you've sent in through the YouTube chat, thank you so much uh, for those, we'll get to those in a little bit, but it's not too late, if you want to send some questions in I'll try and pick them up uh, as we go. It's great to have Toby with me this morning, he's been uh, preaching to us about the story of the call of uh, Abram, who became Abraham as Toby uh, was explaining, and we've got Christine as well, great to have you as always. We're thinking through just how we take what has been uh, brought to us from uh, the teaching of the Bible and thinking about what it means asking some questions of the text, thinking about how we apply it uh, in our lives and that sort of thing. My name is Matt Carvel. I didn't mention that uh, before, but thank you for joining us uh, for Live Brunch. Where we like to start, as well as getting questions from, uh, from you and for us to discuss, we like to put some questions to you so that you can discuss them with your household, maybe uh, with your small group. As we've heard, small groups are starting uh, this week and so it's a great... A start of a new term, great opportunity, get stuck in, discussing these, whether you're just sitting around, online, outside perhaps some of you are meeting, or doing an activity together, that sort of thing. Have a think about these different questions. Firstly, I just want to let, the, three questions for you, and then we'll think about some of them as well. Firstly, to say, in what ways is Abram and Sarah's life and story similar to yours? Think about the way that your life connects with their life. They're very different, but in what ways are they similar to you and your situations? Uh, secondly, what does it look like for you to go, to be on the go, to have faith, to trust uh, the call of God? What does that look like for you? And what makes that a challenge, perhaps? What are the obstacles? And then thirdly, um, are there any Promises you feel that God has given you, or sort of longer term hopes and ambitions uh, that you have for your life. And maybe that's an opportunity to discuss those, pray for one another, that sort of thing. But I'll tell you what, let's start with that second one about what does it look like for us to sort of trust God, have faith, go? What are the kind of barriers to that? Christine, what would you say for that one?
2: Well, you're speaking to somebody who's been here for 40 years in this church. So obviously, going isn't always about going to somewhere different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Going is about following after God, following after the Lord Jesus wherever He takes you. And like Abraham, it's throwing in your whole lot. That's not a pun, but (laughs) with Him, you know. So that's my my finances, my family, my work life, anything at all. It's it comes through that that funnel of my faith in God is the most important thing, and that will direct my path. So. Did you say what are the challenges? Yeah, what what
1: makes that difficult? Uh,
2: What makes it difficult? Well, some of the challenges for us have been, uh, we've been committed to giving to God. Mm -hmm. um, But there have been times when we've had unemployment or Mm -hmm. financial pressure. And so the challenge has been to hold on to that faith. And I think it's easy when things come up that are a bit difficult for us to think, Mm, oh, I'll just put that on one side for the moment. Mm-hmm. But actually, I, f- I feel like what God wants from us is just wholehearted obedience.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Because, Tobes, obviously one application for us all, are those who are part of this church, is to, mm. to join us in this giving campaign. We, mm. we talked about, uh, we uh, had this um, video about the different churches and that sort of thing. Um, so that's one application. Is, is there other application you had in mind when you were con- like being on the go? church and what other,
0: other things? Yeah there are and um, I think if you have been part of uh, this uh, church for a while um, you'll be familiar with the terminology that we use here called BLESS and it's interesting that blessing is a key theme in, in this passage yeah. and um, uh, BLESS is an acronym standing for begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve and share your story. And that's kind of what it looks like for us in Emmanuel to, to bless. And, and so being on the front foot with that is a way of kind of going. And as Christine correctly said, you can stay here in Brighton or wherever you are and still be very much on the go, very much at the cutting edge, as long as you're blessing people. So there's really a kind of a, an individual Um, uh, application of of the message, but there's a corporate application too, which is what I'm more focused on in the message.
1: I think that's really important, especially in the season that we're in, Mm. because things, as as you've mentioned, things are starting to open up now. Mm -hmm. There's more opportunity and there will be later this month and next month as well as as the restrictions change. Mm. I guess to connect with people, socialise with people a bit more, to actually see other people face to face, and even getting and you know have people around for dinner and that sort of thing. And so mm. that, that thing of actually connecting with one another, it sounds very um, mm. ordinary in one sense, but you know that's that's part of what it means to be a Christian, isn't it? Mm. Building community with those inside and, mm. and outside the church. And, and I so. think
0: as Ruth kind of alluded to as she was closing, and and we saw in Abraham that ordinary is like so often we think that, that the kingdom of God is mm. going to be this bright lights, audible voice, but oftentimes it is in the ordinary. It's in the building of tents, in yeah. the making of altars, in like you know, Graham was saying, and Tunde, today, just in the small group, I say, just, speaking to people, praying for people, yeah. cooking food. That, that is like, the,
1: that's the glory of God yeah. right there. Being
2: yeah, let, Faithful. Yeah,
1: sorry. sorry.
2: No, I would just say it's being faithful. Isn't
1: yeah. it? Brilliant. Let, let, let's stick with that theme of, sort of ordinary but also not ordinary um, because one of the things that you, you said earlier on Tobes about um um knowing the presence of God mm. you know in every situation we're in very ordinary day-to-day situations you, uh, you 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 talked about how that can be a thing for us can you help us understand that a little bit more in terms of like if someone you had the, one of the vivid things of me was changing nappy or whatever yeah. you can know the presence of God are people supposed to expect that they feel something in terms of the presence of God? Or is it a sort of mental acknowledgement that God mm. is with you? Or mm. what help people with their expectations on that? Because I'm, I'm sure many people watching this will think, wow, that sounds great. I can know God at any stage. But mm. are, are you kind of walking around every day of your life think just, just, tangibly really yeah. aware of yeah. God's presence? Is what Christian maturity looks like? Mm-hmm. Or, or help, help people understand yeah, yeah. what that looks sure, like?
0: Sure. Yes, I am, um, every <laughs> single day, walking on a cloud. Um, no, obviously not. And it's an important question, really. The reality is that some days, <laughs> some days you, you know, one of my things is I love to, I'm not the only one, many do, but I love to sing to Jesus. And there are some days where like, I'll just be walking around in peace, um, shout there. And, and you just feel the presence of God and, you're, and, and there's tears that come or whatever. You're like, wow. And you just feel, experience him. And that's wonderful. And I think it's good to pursue that. Um, but there are many more days <laughs> when I'm singing or praying and I feel kind of nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, there is where faith comes in. Um, uh, because actually my faith isn't in my experience. My faith is in Jesus. Is he risen from the dead or not? And the reality that he is, and it's a historical event in history, uh, for me, helps me know that even though I don't feel it right now, um, I know he's there. And, yeah. and with uh, the presence of God, I think a helpful way of looking at it is often like, to be honest, I'm, I'm nicking this from, from Joel, who said this before, but... It's like a a tap right oftentimes when you get the hot tap on right it starts off cold and Mm, you have to mm, wait a minute mm. two minutes one song two songs three songs ten minutes in prayer and then you start to oh wow i'm starting to experience him and sometimes you have to persevere in faith in that so to summarize it's yes it's good to experience god and we must we should pursue that because it's it's wonderful having that peace and love but at the same time don't throw the toys out the pram if if it doesn't
1: happen yeah 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 yeah. so i guess what you're saying is one we can know the presence of god even if we don't in a moment feel the presence of god there's a, a sort of faith element to actually you know, the, the bible says god is with me the holy spirit that sort of absolutely thing. um yeah okay Anything i think it's just
2: important to say that uh, our emotions aren't the best judge of what's going okay. on for us and i know for myself when i had some really difficult hospital treatment um, it wasn't until in retrospect i looked back on that and thought How did I get through that? I know that God was with me, but I wasn't always conscious of that at every moment in that because I might be having a needle in my arm or something. You know, it's not, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be conscious of the fact that God's with you Mm -hmm. for it to Mm -hmm. still be true. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And still be helpful and and still be encouraging and that sort of thing. That's really good. Um, Let's, let's think about, um, I guess, the, the call over. I mean, this is a sort of such a key passage in, in Genesis and in the Bible in general, like the call of Abraham. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to unpack over the next few weeks like what happened next and how that call was outworked. But I'm sure probably for many people it's kind of made them think, well, I'm not sure what my calling is. As a, as a, like, God has God spoken to me? Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. And like, does a Christian do they have to have a sense of like calling from God about something specific like a vocation or a sort of like should we really be seeking if we don't have that should we really be seeking it or how are we as Christians meant to think about this type of calling of our lives?
0: Yeah it's again a good question and I think that um, Abraham's is a good example because you get that this kind of a kind of spiritual moment of God sort of speaking to him and you know him building a temple and in this f- sense of God is here, he's with me, not a temple, an altar rather. Um, but also the very practical outworking of that, and just doing the next thing, building a tent, taking it down again, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's what our lives are like. If you don't necessarily, as you say, have to have this, I am called to do this or do that, actually. It's just being part of a church. If you're a Mm -hmm. Christian, we're Mm -hmm. all called to be part of a local community of believers. Uh, If you're a husband, you're called to be a good husband, a wife, a a parent. Uh, We don't have to have this big, massive thing, actually. And oftentimes, even if we did, God along the way changes the calling. Not that it changes as much, but it evolves, or that's done now, it's the next thing. So it's not necessarily one thing in life. And so, uh, in short, no, we don't necessarily have to have that big idea, but actually uh, being part of the local church and serving people and loving people really is the call on all beliefs.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. okay. That's... Christine, what about if, um, we'll, we'll get to some other questions in a sec. I'm just thinking, um, what about if someone, they felt they've called, God called them to do something, maybe go somewhere, move somewhere, I mean, we talked about church planting, maybe to get involved in the church. But then it's not worked out. And I've, I've, as a pastor, spoken to different people over the years and that's been their experience. Like they trusted God for something, but then it was where it led was a disappointment. It didn't seem to go the way they expected it to go. Um, and, th- and perhaps finding this message difficult then, returning to subject of calling is like, well, how can I do that? Because I have disappointment. Well, what would you kind of say to them or encourage them with?
2: Uh I like can't obviously go speaking to specifics of any situation like that. And there are some things which, in the end, uh, we don't know why that happened in that way. Yeah. Um, we don't know what was happening in the, in the lives of, of that person. But what I would do is commend somebody for their obedience. Yeah. Because, you know, God is looking for the obedience of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, yes, we may have experienced disappointment ourselves... But, uh, you know, Ruth was talking about us fitting into a bigger story. Um, I know it seems hard to say it's not all about me in these kinds of situations, but there will be a bigger story. Sometimes, uh, like I said earlier about retrospect, sometimes we can't see what God was doing at that time until later on. And it may be that he's working character in us. Mm -hmm. There are just any number of things that could be going on there. But what I would say is don't let that stop you following after God again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we're called to. We're not... You know, you may get one of these specific calls, go to China or something like that, but in the end, the call isn't to China, it's to follow God mm-hmm. and what he wants for your life. So I would say, go again, yeah. go again, yeah. keep following. Yeah, brilliant. Anything else? I don't know.
0: No, that's spot on.
1: Right. I have no idea how, how long we've gone or how long we've got left. So I'm just going to carry on for a little bit and hope it's okay. A question that came in, um, I guess it's connect, connected to this, uh, but but also about the video in terms of uh, different church plants that uh, we are involved in. So maybe we have a little discussion on this. I'm just going to read out the question as it's come in. All these church plants and salvations are great. However, I'm interested to hear why they all seem to be in cities where there are already evangelical churches. Uh, Churches why those places rather than places or people groups that don't already have a witness? I can say something on this as a pastor but i'll, I'll why don't you start us off with that one all right okay okay that's fine <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's okay I, I think I think Um, Love the question. Thank you for sending in that question. We'd love to sort of have this uh, back and forth, an opportunity to speak into that. I think uh, I I would start with partly, I mean, as a church and as the leaders in this church, uh, establishing uh, new churches, church plants in uh, cities uh, is something that we feel that God has provoked us specifically uh, uh, with. And uh, and so we are trying to be obedient, like the way we do church here in this local area and the way we connect with what we're doing uh, in Europe and beyond is out of our sense of uh, trying to be obedient to God. We're not perfect at that, but we're trying, that's how we are, uh, what we're aiming to do with it really. So I think, I guess the the so that's a simple answer to the question why there. Well, we feel that's the way that God has led us. Uh, I guess probably in that question there's the idea of actually well there's other churches there. Wouldn't it be better to go somewhere where there's not uh, churches? I think when when this question came in the image that came to my mind was I guess some like fishing boats in like the Atlantic Ocean or something like that and there's these kind of fishing boats and they're out and then another boat comes along. And that response of those fishing boats say, hey, this is our patch. is like, well, there's an Atlantic Ocean full of fish here. And I think that's the way we think about it with, with, with other churches in, in terms of being in, in one location. These cities that we're talking about have millions and millions of people. And especially the ones in Europe, even though they uh, historically have been part of this, a Western, more Christianized culture, the way culture is in our city and in these cities uh, around Europe, Europe in particular, um, the, 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 the sort of Christianity in the culture is just not there and so what we're seeing is millions and millions of people that don't know anything about Jesus, they have not had Christian parents, not know anything and also pl- cities are places that people come from all over the world to, to work and to connect and that sort of thing so actually there's a sort of strategic element to um, uh, building in, in cities but I also would just say as a final thing I know for a fact that the, the leaders that, that are in those different cities, one of the first thing they have done and will continue to do is reach out and connect with the other church leaders, church pastors in that city, in that local area, to say, hey, we're here to help, we're here to build community with you. And uh, that kind of mindset, we're not thinking we've got it all sorted and we're just gonna ignore other churches. Just like we try and do in this city work with other churches, we mm-hmm. see ourselves as, as churches here in the city, as part in a big in a big ocean, looking to try and win people to Jesus and uh, um, share the gospel alongside other churches in this in the city as well. So. There you go. That's my answer. Well, <laughs> that's, amen. Brilliant. Uh, anything you? Well, add I think on it's that? a bit of
2: a pattern in the New Testament of having a, a city churches that then send out from that city. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of establishing a bla- base in an area. Yeah. Particularly if you're going to an unreached people group, you need to be somewhere that's well resourced that yeah. you can come out from, rather than going, you know, into the countryside in, in an isolated way. I think there's. There are a lot of practical considerations and also just looking to that pattern that are important.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the thing, just because we, I guess we are for one thing, doesn't mean we're against no. anything else. Other organizations, are incredible work going to places uh, like deep in, 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 in the jungle where people have not uh, ever heard Jesus or connected to other, you know, westernized, civilized parts of the, parts yeah. of the world. That, that is a great thing to do yes. and we're behind that. And even people might go out from this church to go into that exactly. context and we will support yeah. and pray for them and There's as well. lots
2: of, trans, for example, translation work going yeah. on mm-hmm. that gets into mm-hmm. unreached people groups. Because typically it's often, when we're talking about us, it's, it's not languages that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a really important work too, to get the yeah. word of God into people's hands.
1: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I think on that note, might be a good place to stop for this week, but thank you for the questions that you have sent in. Uh, We do this every week. And as we've been talking about, uh, this giving campaign is gonna go right the way through May. So we're gonna continue with these kind of themes of sending out. I wanna encourage you to get involved with with that. uh, Give to what we're giving to this month. Hope you can join us with with that. We're gonna be uh, continuing this reboot series uh, next week. I'm gonna be uh, speaking on that and see what happens to Abram next. It's a sequential series in that respect. So look forward to uh, speaking to you and hope you can join us for that. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye.